1: What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G from Fight Game Media Network. You are about to hear episode one of our Patreon-exclusive podcast called The Road, aka The Road to WrestleMania. This is a segment that I used to do with John LaRocca, and even previously before that, uh, Emperor Big D. Uh, And instead of just tacking it on to the fight game podcast we decided to create its own show so this is going to be on the patreon exclusively which you can uh, subscribe to for just five bucks at patreon.com front game media we have tons of other shows on the network that you may be interested in including the five star joshi show with scott edwards who you will hear on this show uh, also our uh, dynamite show which is every evening after the West Coast airing of AEW Dynamite is over, you will hear from Paul Fontaine and Jeff Hawkins and uh, Brace for Impact as well. Uh, so folks can uh, listen to uh, Mike Gilbert and uh, JD Oliva, their, their long version, their plus version uh, of that show. We have tons of bonus content on there as well. So this is going to be exclusively on the Patreon. It's only going to be a short series. So we're going to run through weekly up until WrestleMania. But I figured we could give our free feed listeners a uh, introduction, a sneak preview of that show. And if you like what you hear, definitely go to the Patreon and subscribe. And uh, yeah, we may have you we may have uh, the other show that I failed to mention on the Patreon is John LaRocca and I from the Fight Game Podcast doing WCW1996. We're going to do them about monthly, but we're leading up to a really fun uh, second show. We did the introduction show already. But anyways, talking too long. Check it out. Patreon.com front slash fight uh, game media. You're going to hear from Scott Edwards, myself, Scott Young from The rap. We're going to talk about last night's Royal Rumble and also questions heading into the build for WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. Enjoy. Welcome to episode one of our mini series, our short podcast series talking about the road to WrestleMania next to me up top for those watching on video. That is Scott Young. He's the co-host of the rap, our WWE podcast on the fight game media free network. He and Keel also do some bonus content on the Patreon and below us is Scott Edwards, the host of the five star Joshi show, which is both on uh, our Patreon and on our free network. gentlemen. How are you doing? Let's first start with scott young scott you you and Keela were up late last night doing that recap man how How was your day today getting you know getting some rest? Well, you
0: know, the kids got up at sh- six o'clock sharp this morning, so <laughs> the rest part didn't quite happen like I wanted to uh but uh yeah, we had a late night last night. uh we got to talking, and me and Keela just be chopping it up, so time flew by but uh absolutely yeah it um last night was was a show. <laughs> Uh, Scott,
1: you uh, are in charge of uh, your own network these days, and mm. the the Five Star Network. So you you have a lot on your plate. How, yeah. how can you then put four, almost four and a half hours of uh, Royal Rumble, uh, adding on to that plate because of how busy you are? I'm still like a kid. Royal Rumble is my favorite show of the year, so it's pretty easy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... I heard I heard that from. Tons of people. So, uh Andrew Zarin and I did a, a live show last night for We're Live, Pal, on F4W. And Andrew's very much the same way. He's like, hands down, favorite show, more than WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. I kind of feel the same way, though. The current version of the Rumble with two Royal Rumble matches, it's a little... I, I like the one, and, I, and you can't do it anymore. You need the women's and the men's. I wish they would figure out a way, like... Maybe the men have the Royal rumble. The women have the elimination chamber and make it unique or something, but still like come January, I'm still feeling, Oh, it's almost Royal rumble time. And you know, the other thing, I don't know if you guys saw this, but lapsed fans or people who don't really check in with, with wrestling too much Mm. for whatever reason, the Royal rumble is that show that they check in on. I had a, a buddy, who actually two one today and one yesterday, just checking in on stuff and going like, Oh, why did this happen? Why did this happen? <laughs> and he, he clearly doesn't, he only, you know, he's only watching cause it's the rumble right. and, and even my son who's uh, into MMA, he's not really into pro wrestling anymore. He's like, Hey, what, what time's the rumble? And I told him, and he's like, Oh, uh, when, when is the actual rumble match? And I was like, well, the guys match is already over. So they started the show with it yeah. last night. And he thought it was going to be the main event. So he thought he had tons of time to check in. He's like, eh, I'm good. Cody won. Fine. It's fine. So like, it's so interesting how people are checking in. And now with Peacock being uh, in, I think they said 20 million households, you know, there's more people with the opportunity to watch that show. Overall. uh, We'll go, uh, we'll go Scott Young first. Uh, I know you and Keela recapped it on the wrap, and people can go listen to that on the fight game media network, but, Like, did you, were you happy with the outcomes there uh, on that show?
0: Yeah, I was fine with the outcomes. Um, I think the way we could have got to the outcomes could have been done a little bit differently. You know, I think the whole Cody Rhodes coming out at 30 when Gunther, you know, was the one who started the match when it should have been Cody who started the match. The babyface overcoming the odds. Then Gunther comes out at 30. Just stuff like that. The way they got to the results, I think, could have been differently. But I was okay with all the results. So my theory on why Cody had to be 30
1: is because they didn't want people thinking Sami Zayn was going to be 30. Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That so didn't that, want a Rey Mysterio thing. Right, you know? exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> pork Gunther comes out and people just, well, I mean, he's a heel, so who cares? But uh what about what about you, Scott Edwards? I-
2: You know, I was thinking the same thing as, you know, both of you. And then I also thought how I found it odd that Rhea Ripley and Cody were in like the reverse roles of what I would have expected. Kind of like, you know, with and with Gunther, how you brought it up. It's like the heel, you know, outlasting everyone going from one to winner. That feels like the Cody Rhodes road. Um, So it's very funny that it didn't happen that way. So I, I definitely agree that like it was an odd way to do it.
1: But overall, I was entertained the whole night so that's kind of what i'm happy with you know when we were well i'm much older than you guys i'll I'll say when i was a kid (laughs) they would kind of keep the worker in the match Mm. early and and like extend it like you'd see uh you know tito santana is like in early and then he's he's in there late million dollar man's in there early flair is the the best one right that was the the iconic one and that's what i felt with gunther was that oh, here's a guy who can work with every single human being mm. on earth and let's put him in the rumble so that he's going to work with all these different styles. He's going to have an opportunity to face off with Brock, but he's also going to have an opportunity to see Chad Gable or, or someone like that. So I, I, I was fine with it just because of the idea of you put you put the best worker in and just let him go. and And I think it worked now. Uh, Scott Young and I were were talking about this before the show started. The lack of surprises was a thing. Hmm. The crowd, uh, you know, the, the almost fifty thousand people in in the Alamo Dome. Though uh,
0: Scott Young will love this, Steph Curry drew sixty eight thousand just a couple weeks ago. See, I don't, I don't want the strays already early in the game. I'm already <laughs> catching strays <laughs> right. Both of our basketball teams are like playing uh very average these days. But, uh,
1: so, you know, the, the, the one thing about the rumble is like, okay, who shows up? Oh, AJ Styles is in the Royal rumble, ah, you know, edges back, edges in the Royal Rumble. They kind of went away from that this year. I, you know, in the men's Royal rumble, your one surprise was, uh, you know, a, a near 60-year-old Booker T, right? And that was for the local pop, you know, Booker coming out. And I was like, they they couldn't give my guy, like, a scooter or something to get down there. <laughs> was like, that was this dude's poor knees, and he's hobbling, and he's trying to get – I was like, come on. You can't can't do Booker like that. Uh, but did, were you surprised, Scott Edwards, in, like, just the lack of surpri- – like, there wasn't that, like – you know, because – I'll tell you why I said that. Mainstream media – was following The Rock's social media to see if he's going to show up for this show. <laughs> he obviously didn't, but that's how intrigued people were: Is The Rock going to show up? Is Austin going to show up? And yeah. so when they did that match, there's there's like no surprises. There, you know, there's very little that that the I would say the mainstream media would would kind of catch on to.
2: I think because of last year, I'm starting to get like comfortable with the minimal surprises now it's like hey we have this full roster and then some we should probably use most of them yeah. you know last year what, what the biggest surprise was bad bunny and shay McMahon. <laughs> so it's like you know i could take it being edge and booker t and logan paul this year yeah as opposed to that because at least with logan paul it's like yeah he's gonna do some crazy booker t got the pop and edge got the pop too obviously yeah. i mean he's edge uh so i i think it personally i like the overall match better this year and the surprises because again i didn't have Shane mcmahon in the final four as i talked to scott on twitter with, about the other day
1: actually <laughs> <laughs> yes. wow yeah that that was uh, that was quite the prediction you know what i'm gonna do uh, uh, it's gonna be scott and then scott e i think that'll work That's better. better we, <laughs> That's we didn't better. we didn't work this out <laughs> before the show started um scott were edges Abs painted on. No, that's not my real question. (laughs) (laughs) The dude was in great shape. Holy cow! That dude was in great shape. Um, for for the women's match, uh, they did the, you know, the story with Rhea, and I think there they They don't have the same amount of, of really good workers on the women's side. and And that's just sort of evolution. that they They've only really paid attention to having women's wrestling for you know less than ten years. So as the brand grows and as there's more women wrestlers being created, that it'll get better. But still the depth is an issue. So when you have Dana Brooke coming out there and having to do spots and they're like really bad, and I'm worried about people getting hurt. Uh, and that's that's not shade to da- to Dana, but she just is not she's not on raw wrestling for 15 minutes each each week. Right. So she's she's doing, you know, whenever she's on TV, it's like short matches. So she doesn't really have the uh, the gravitas to, to do good stuff. And I think that was a lot of it. But they had opportunities like uh, Roxy. Uh, I thought, you know, she could have she could have came in really early. And they could have used her to kind of stretch it as well, but you know they were into for the more the short pops. Let's let's you know let's bring and and there wasn't even the the normal Tori Wilsons and the Trish Stratus and um, the Bellas like those those nostalgia pops weren't there in that match either. But they did use their talent, so I think you know for that match, while probably not as good of a wrestling match as the men's. It still told a fine story and. You know, I was very happy to see Rhea win, win that match. Uh, Scott E., what, was there anybody else that you thought possibly had a chance to win that match or would have been as good of a winner as Rhea possibly was?
2: I think the new version of Asuka would have been the only
1: other person. I was like,
2: yeah, you know what? That would be cool. Okay, Otherwise... can, you,
1: can you explain this? You're the perfect person to talk about this because <laughs> yeah. she went back in time yeah. to her previous character with the yeah. face paint. Because uh, all I saw on social media is Kana. Was it Kana? Is that how yeah. they pronounced it? Yeah. Oh, she, she. It's Kana, and I was like, Oh, what is this? And then I kind of started to read back, and was like, oh, that's what her character was uh, early in her. So explain this to, to people who may not have been uh, knowledgeable about this subject here.
2: Yeah. So before she, you know, came to WWE, dominated NXT, and all that, uh, she went by Kana um, in japan and she was one of the more dominant and dangerous and exciting uh joshi wrestlers around that time like if you look at the 2010s when joshi was kind of flat in japan it was just starting to uh get started with like stardom coming through and whatnot kana was kind of the main figure in that kind of like emi sakura in Mm -hmm. AEW, for example Mm -hmm. um but she was very violent. And like that face paint, that was like her alter ego in a lot of ways. It was like, you know, killer clown type thing as everyone saw with the reveal. Um, So I think that's where really people got excited just because it's, she's going back to her roots with that look. And I think, I, I personally think, you know, based off the Oscar I'd seen last year, it's exciting new route for her because, you know, She was doing The Mist, of course, for the longest time and kind of being comedic at times. I Mm -hmm. think it's a good way to make her serious. And whether you need her as a babyface or heel, it
1: should work really well. Uh, So Rhea, uh, Liv Morgan, uh, Asuka, near the end there. Uh, There was, I would say, if the only thing that I can say negative about the, the the match is probably I I think Rhea got put over strong, which was fantastic. Mm. But I'm not sure anybody else really got something I like Gunther in not winning. Still, he's probably the the second or third person you think about in, in that match. Am I missing somebody, Scott?
0: Who who else do you feel got over outside of, of Rhea Ripley in that match? I thought Liv Morgan had a really good showing. And uh, she was actually somebody I thought could win because there's a, there's still a story she has with Charlotte Flair. You know, when she went away the first time, that was with Charlotte Flair. So that's why I kind of picked her. Her and Raquel were forming this friendship. She could turn on her the night after WrestleMania. That was kind of my thinking with it. And I thought she looked really good. Like, she lasted all the way with Rhea, which is, a, you know, a feat in and of itself. Um, I thought Asuka came away looking good. Like, the, the different persona... Came off really well, and she lasted to the final three. Her not being eliminated was a nice fact that the announcers threw out there because she had only run what she was in. She won. Yep. So I thought Liv and Asuka had a real good showing, And you know what? Raquel looked good, too. For the most part, she, had, that, she looked that's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. And the crowd was with her. I thought that was real important. When she got thrown out, there were boos, legit boos, which I thought was real telling that I know it's her hometown, but she's still getting over. So I, I thought she was another one who had a good showing. All right we
1: buried the lead a little bit here by not talking about this bloodline angle, but I wanted to kind of set the tone with Cody and and Rhea and just the overall interest. Uh, And, and you know, the, my fans, my fans, my friends who are casual lapsed viewers, they thought the bloodline thing went on way too long. And I thought, you know, if you eliminate the Hardy performance and you eliminate the pitch black match, this, this would have been a perfect time. Unfortunately, they didn't do that. But, man, that was so compelling. uh here, here this is a little a little bit of an, an an aside, and it's really just me trying to get you know, add something on my chest I need to get off, which is uh, throughout that show last night, the bloodline angle, uh, if you did not like the bloodline angle, completely fine. but I like when aew first started. The My main thing in, in a lot of the groups that, I, that I'm in, and unfortunately I'm still not allowed to get back into my own Facebook group because Facebook, <laughs> and it's draconian moderation and not even telling me what I did wrong. Uh, But originally when AEW started, it was a lot of WWE fans going like, I'm not interested. It's not going to last. They're going to suck. WWE the only thing. And I, and I was trying to tell those guys like, look, WWE is on a treadmill right now and probably going down. This competition is going to help WWE because they're going to have to improve their product when you're competing against a group. And it's a little upstart group, right? Like they started and they and then they got hot and they're kind of back down a little bit. But those WWE f- folks were like, oh, I just want them to die. You know, they're sort of caught by Vince in the WCW timeframe. And so now that AEW exists uh, and has had a good run for uh, almost four years now. I started to see a little bit on the other side, which is a lot of these AEW-only fans going like, oh, the bloodlines, how predictable, so long. Of course, Sammy's going to... like." And so I almost feel like saying the same thing to these AEW fans, which is like, you could not like the product for sure, but you can't try and dunk on WWE when they do something right. When they do something where the payoff... And it's not even the payoff because we'll get the payoff, you know, at the elimination chamber or WrestleMania. But like those people are kind of getting on my nerves a little bit where it's like, you know, AEW good, WWE bad. And I'm just like, come on, like, don't act like children. Like you are better than this. Like you, you come from, you know, you're a fan of a company that's like, you know, putting all of these different organizations together and saying like, look, wrestling is good for everybody. So anyways, I just needed to get that off my chest. Okay, so this storyline. Um, we get to see the end uh, at the end of this show. Roman beats Kevin Owens. There's a little bit of uh, frustration with Sammy because he knows that Kevin's not going to quit. That just means he's going to take more punishment than Roman. You know, wants Sammy to get involved, and he's a little hesitant. And finally, at the end, when uh, he beats Roman or he beats Kevin, now it's time for everybody to to beat him down. And Sammy is is reluctant. You know, Roman, you're better than this. It's beneath you. And then he turns his back to Sammy. And Sammy bashes him with the chair. And then uh, everybody except for Jey Uso beats up Sammy. I thought it was great. I'm I'm so interested. I'm so intrigued in what Jey Uso does here. Even more than Sammy. Like, the Jey Uso piece of this has me so intrigued. So, Scotty... What is your takeaway from that? And did you enjoy the end of this show last night? Uh, I thought the
2: end of the show was great. It, it's the reason this match goes on last to me. Like, yeah. it, there needed to be something. It needed to be, you know, The Rock walking out there or Sammy making that turn. And I thought Jey Uso walking out the way he did was the perfect cherry on top to bring it from great to uh, special in a lot of ways because. If people pay attention to this entire Roman Reigns story, Jey Uso is the first person he belittled and, you know, attacked and fought and all of this to make him join the bloodline and get the bloodline started. So the realization and my, and maybe my favorite part was Sammy hitting Roman, looking at Jay and just kind of accepting his fate. Like, I'm sorry, I had to do it. You know, that's my family there. And it's like, it's almost like Jey Uso realized, like, man my family doesn't treat me like that like my family lets me get beat up and you know they don't back me up roman runs away and i was like that's the perfect little part of storytelling i mean sammy was great i, I kevin was obviously great you know in the match and then the aftermath is just getting beat up and i i thought it was the perfect like this is like the peak and now anything after this is like must even more must see tv even mm-hmm. though I tune in no matter what, anytime, anytime Roman's guaranteed for TV, you've got to tune in because yeah. you know, that's the next big chapter. Um, and I'm excited for what's next.
1: Yeah. It's a great point. I think uh, the raw anniversary show with that commercial free first mm-hmm. hour was genius marketing. Yeah. Uh, it worked so great to get that number up huge for people to be interested m- even more in the bloodline. And then like you said, Roman is must see TV uh you know I'll even go to the extent of Paul Heyman and the group if I can not if I don't have time to get through all of Smackdown I'm zipping through to make sure that I can watch those segments mm. because they're you know they're they're great. Uh Scott I know you have been uh you and Keila have been tracking this thing since the beginning of of the rap. Uh how did, how did you did were you happy with the climax of, of that situation.
0: Yeah, I thought it was a, a, a great uh, chapter that they told right there. The, the reaction that they got was very telling. I mean, when Sammy laid that chair into Roman's back, that was a deafening reaction right there. That's a reaction that will be played over um, for years to come, I think. And, you know, Scott E. brought up a great point about Jay Uso because this whole thing started with Jay Uso and even just the Sammy Zayn portion of the story. Has been Jay Uso saying, "Yo, this dude is not the one. This dude is not the one," and you know, Sammy's been able to win him over, and it seems like they formed a genuine bond, a genuine friendship that they've shown on screen. The whole time where they were trying to break each other on screen added so much to it; just <laughs> made them seem like this is a real family <laughs> out here. They just out here having fun, you know, when they're clowning around, but when they need to get serious, they're gonna go take over. And I, I thought that that's a that's a great point about Jay Uso because. He's been an integral part of it. When Solo was about to take him out, it was Jay Uso who yep. brought a video defense by himself. And Paul Heyman's flabbergasted on the other side. Yeah. Great facials. Every time he's on screen, facials are great. So, yeah, I was, I mean, I'd ha- I have no idea where they're going. And I think that's the best thing you could say about a storyline.
1: NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. It's fascinating to me, and by the way, folks who who've chimed in and are watching us live, if you have any comments, throw them up and and uh, we may display them and and talk about them, or if you have questions as well, um, the the whole aspect of Jay Uso is fascinating to me because I think where people think we're going here is. Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos at WrestleMania. Now, it sounds like we're going to get a Roman and Sammy possibly at Elimination Chamber as well. But what if Jay is not with his brother? What if they split? Because I I imagine, you know, if he gets back in, he's going to be the whipping boy again, right? Like, how can you walk out on these guys? And maybe this whole thing is uh, also about Jay Uso you know, becoming a baby face and splitting away like that's on the table. It looks like from based on the creative and based on how the fans reacted to him, like if they didn't react to him leaving like that, then I could say, ah, oh, well, you know, he, they don't care about him enough, but man, they reacted to him. Right. Like, he, and he was great in the whole thing too. The other thing about this that uh, is fascinating to me is Sammy Zayn. this whole thing was supposed to be like a three week <laughs> little <laughs> little situation here and kudos to triple H and to Paul Heyman and to Roman and all the people who are involved in this story for seeing that it had more legs than just the three weeks, right? Because Roman could have put the chair in this dude's back, you know, a while ago and, and we would have been done with this and and maybe the storyline would be different. But the fact that they saw this has legs and it's really the anti Vince McMahon. Idea, which is, you know, this, this ugly little guy, he's got to be the butt of the joke. Like there's no way he can beat our handsome Roman, you know, our champion. He can't be stand toe to toe with this guy. And as we learned from Daniel Bryan now, nine years ago, can you guys believe that nine years ago, Daniel Bryan, you know, you could go with something that is hot, and if it does, if the climax is winning the title and then it sort of falls off after that, fine, then get the title off of them. But there's still a climax, right? So that's that's the other reason I'm fascinated with Sammy here, because it could continue to get hotter. And what if he pushes Cody out of the WrestleMania <laughs> picture for for the title? Right. I mean, it's possible. I don't expect it to happen, but it's possible. But it's just the idea that Triple H has been like, OK. We, our ear is to the street here. We're listening to these fans. This thing is getting over. We need to keep doing it. We need to throw more, you know, m- more, more uh, newspaper into this fire to keep this flame going and see how much we can get out of it. I, that's, the, that's the biggest part to me um, as far as what Triple H is doing. Uh, Scott E., do, do you, do you set, do you have an idea? Cause I know Scott said he doesn't really know where this is going. Do you, in your mind, do you have an idea where you think that they're going? I've had, like, seven different ideas in the past 24 (laughs) hours.
2: Um, I've thought about, you know, Cody just wanting the WWE championship because that's the belt he's very much said he's wanted, and maybe that's how you get two title matches um, on WrestleMania. You have Sammy go for Universal because... But then it's like, all right, well, who should beat Roman first? And it's that's the game you play there. I've thought maybe Sammy has to go through all of the bloodline to get to Roman. Um, I've thought maybe they just go with the tag title match, we call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Um I have no idea. And I think that's the best part about this is that it's nice to not have an idea. And you know, predictability is a good thing sometimes, like it was, I thought, with the Royal Rumbles, um, at least with Cody, because Cody felt like the right answer. Mm-hmm. But the unpredictability is really, I think, why a lot of us love this stuff, right? It's like, what is next? Can Sami Zayn get to the main event? Can Sami Zayn win the title? I hope so. Do they go the Eddie Guerrero route and have yeah. him win in Canada at Elimination Chamber? <laughs> I don't know, but that's kind of like all the ideas that have popped into my head, and I think that's what I'm so excited
1: about. It, it's funny that you mentioned that match. And the, the only the only reason, because AEW Revolution is coming up, in in uh, late February, early March, and AEW is running the Cow Palace, which is where that match happened with uh, Eddie and Brock. They're running the Cow Palace for uh, Dynamite and Rampage, and then Revolution is at the the Chase Center where the Warriors play. Um, all right, so I wanted to throw this up, Matthew Burl, who is fantastic. He mm. comes on uh, Wrestling Observer Live with Dave and I has always has great questions. Patreon, uh YouTube stuff for us. He's he's always a great contributor. And he says thoughts on the idea that Sammy can't be in the Mania main event or become champion because of the company's relationship with the Saudi Arabia dictatorship. Okay, so I asked Dave the same question posed by a friend of mine, John Quinn. And and Dave, he hadn't really thought about it, but he says, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic question it could absolutely 100% be a hurdle because Sammy has not been on any of those shows. If he did win the title, uh, then, you know, you wouldn't have that title on that show. People would know why this would create a little bit of a hysteria in the wrestling, you know, fan Twitter universe, which, you know, can, can, can flex their muscle a little bit sometimes. Uh, and so, yeah, a hundred percent, but, do you guys think, you know, do you, do you guys want to answer? Give it, have a shot at answering that question? Uh, Scott, do you think that that
0: could be a problem? I think it could be a problem, but I, I think one thing that with the Sami Zayn thing is even if he wins the title, he doesn't have to be the face of the company, and he doesn't have to keep that title long term until they yeah. get to Saudi Arabia. So he can have the big moment, come out raw after, get the, get all the adulation that he deserves. And then he can lose the title shortly thereafter. He doesn't have to be that dominant long reigning champion. So I think it is a great point, but I think it's something that they can work around if he works and win the title. What do you think, Scotty?
2: I think that's kind of where the idea of splitting the belts comes into play. Because say, say Cody Rhodes is one champion, Sami Zayn's the other. All right, Cody Rhodes can go main event uh, at Saudi Arabia's show. I think, I think Scott had a good point too, though, with Sami Zayn doesn't have to be that long time reigning champion this is one of those stories where it's all about the chase not usually about the rain and that's okay um i think that's i think it's a good question though because yeah maybe that does keep them from doing it but i don't think they have a show until the end of the year i could be are they are they only doing one
1: this year in in saudi arabia i don't remember what the schedule i don't know their schedule yeah uh okay so another question here If Cody wins the undisputed championship against Roman, do you think the fans would cheer anyway, even though Sammy is the hottest baby face? So I'll I'll sort of give my thoughts first. I I think if Cody is winning that belt on one night, Sammy has got to be on top or very high on the card on the next night because if let's say he is in the, the, the tag team title hunt, then you make that belt or you make those belts, main event belts by putting those guys at the, you know, it may not be an actual main event. Cause you're going to want whatever, one of your women's titles to be very high up there as well. Maybe Bianca and Rhea, but it's gotta be high up there because like, it doesn't have to be exclusive. Like if Cody wins, it doesn't mean Sammy gets nothing. It means Cody wins, and then let's give Sammy something important to do as well. So I think that's how they would pacify it. Uh, I thought yesterday, going back to the Royal Rumble, had Cody not been number thirty, fans would even though they told us he wasn't going to be in the Rumble, I think fans would have been upset. And that's where you maybe get that moment that that is the the question asked. But uh, ultimately, I do think uh, I do think you know' they'll be able to to pacify the fan base who are behind Sammy, right? Like I think the fact that Sammy is in important stuff, uh, I think that's, I think that will be good enough for the fans. If whatever happens at elimination chamber, we'll see what happens there. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe he's in for bigger stuff that, that they could see. But I think that's where we got to watch the TV uh, as far as, uh, you know, just the week to week. But do you guys have any thoughts on, uh, on that question?
0: I, as far as Cody, I think the reaction he got at the end of the Rumble was very telling. I, I thought he got a real positive reaction, which I thought I mean, maybe that goes more to Gunther, if anything. I don't know, but it was a very positive reaction, and I, I do think when we get that that Roman Cody face to face, I think it's I think it's going to be very I think it's gonna be magic. I, so I don't yeah. I don't think it'll be anything to worry about.
2: Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I I might be bold by saying Cody's like bulletproof right now, <laughs> but he's as close to it I think as a top babyface can be. Um, you know, people just love this guy. Like having him come on at thirty, even though everyone knew, people were still beyond excited. You know, he mm-hmm. got his big entrance and everything, which I did chuckle at. Um, but I think, like Scott said, once him and Roman are face to face, Sami Zayn won't be there. Like, you know, thinking back to Daniel Bryan, remember when John Cena and Randy Orton were facing off at uh, at the contract signing and they had all the wrestlers out there, former world champions, and, you know, they stole the show with Daniel Bryan. That's not going to happen this time. Sami Zayn's nowhere to be found. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Like you said, maybe Sami Zayn is in for more, but I
1: think Cody will be fine. All right, another question what do you think of Bianca versus Rhea and Charlotte Flair versus Naomi having Naomi getting the shot at the chamber? So I, I, I don't know where Naomi goes at this point. I mean, we know what, we're, what Sasha's doing. Sasha is wrestling in stardom. She's wrestling uh, at the San Jose show that I will be at in now thir- about three weeks now. She'll be wrestling her her first match against Kyrie, um, and and so I don't know what happens to that it, It's a little weird to me, uh, to be honest, uh, about Naomi because, I mean, she sh- shouldn't she be in the bloodline? Like what? Like why isn't she? Why wasn't she involved in in the storyline in this way? Maybe they wanted her to stay babyface, but I mean, she, her you know her husband is is involved in one of the best acts going on. So you would think that 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 that's where she would be, but who knows? She may not really want this day-to-day stuff uh, in, in wrestling, and you know, I don't know. I'll, I don't know her uh, at all, really, and and you know, any of that. So um, the second part of that is if you go Rhea and Bianca, who do you have go with Charlotte? And I'll open it up to both of you guys. Scott, you can go first, and then I'll give my thoughts.
0: So I, I think it's it's two options. I think you either go with Raquel or you go with Liv Morgan for Charlotte Flair. And that's if Rhea goes with Bianca, because I i I'm Rhea, so, Rhea could go with Charlotte. And right? that's what that's what I'm thinking. The money matches. That's the biggest match you could do, I think. Rhea trying to get her victory back. The only problem is Rhea's gonna be is gonna clear be the baby face if she does that going against Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So if you want to keep her heel, she has to choose Bianca and that does open things up. So I think it's got to be Liv or Raquel if we're going with Charlotte and she's not facing Rhea Ripley.
1: Do you guys, you you guys obviously remember this, the, the pandemic WrestleMania where Charlotte beats Rhea and then they asked triple H like, Oh, okay. And he's like, don't worry. We got a story. We're going, we're going to tell this story (laughs) and nothing happened again. Yeah. And it was like, so I'm like, maybe, sure this, maybe, maybe this was like a, a, three, right. year, In a three year way. story. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like telling this long old story that we're now circling back to many, many years later. <laughs> but I uh, got, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point about the, the Charlotte being the baby face, which I, I find her to be really terrible at. Um, mm. It's just not natural for her, <laughs> you know, the smiling. It only like, works this, against Ronda. Well, yeah, because yeah, R- Ronda's uh, very disliked by uh, by that <laughs> fan base. But what what do you think, uh, Scotty? Uh, I think
2: one. I think Charlotte could be healed by WrestleMania. That's just kind of how her whole thing goes. Like they just were like, ah, eh, you know what, this this didn't work. They've done it ninety five <laughs> times. We'll do it another ten. Uh, when it comes to who she faces, I think Naomi would make sense if Naomi's playing a Bloodline. Heal because mm-hmm. you know the bloodline is not getting cheered anytime soon um i always go back to becky i know if becky's on raw i know it doesn't make sense but becky's gonna have a big match i'm sure and i'm sh- probably they're not holding off becky and bailey until wrestlemania seeing a week ago we were supposed to have a steel cage match yeah. um I think Liv Morgan and Raquel are great shouts, too, because Raquel is kind of getting pushed up that ladder there on SmackDown. Um, But yeah, maybe maybe they're playing the long-term NXT (laughs) championship story with Rhea. I've always thought once Rhea won, I was like, oh, she's just going to face Bianca because that was the match they wanted to do last year on a pay-per-view. Obviously, it didn't happen. It kind of feels big enough, you know, the one-year Bianca reign against Rhea Ripley, who's been one of the best if not the best part of the women's division
1: for months now and i'm so happy that when they did the christmas video mama mysterio <laughs> she was no punk <laughs> on christmas <laughs> on thanksgiving she was a punk she let Rhea come into her house <laughs> she didn't grab the chonkla, she didn't do anything and on Christmas, Ria got hers. Uh, Ma- Mama Mysterio proving, this is my house. <laughs> um, so, uh, so here's my thought, and and like I, I was thinking about this uh, from the perspective of why they brought not not why because obviously you bring Ronda Rousey back because she's a, a name, she's a big name, she's really famous. Uh, wrestling fans seem to not. Fine, not feel that she's worth it uh for for, you know I, I get it I get it to an extent but when she was when she came back for last year's Royal Rumble I remember being on wrestling observer radio with Dave Meltzer and I was like okay they are setting up Rhonda and Becky right and he's like yeah it really sounds like that and so then fast forward I think it was the next week he's like by the way, it's going to be Rhonda Charlotte. And I was like, what, why? Like what? <laughs> and it's like, well, I think it's going to be Rhonda Charlotte. And then they go the, the next year for, for Rhonda Becky. And here we are the next year and neither of them are champions. So if you did want to do Rhonda Becky, you could do it as, you know, raw, raw legend and icon versus SmackDown legend and icon, but there's no belts involved. Uh, we'll see what happens w- with Becky and Bailey, like you said. Um, uh, because that's kind of the, the thing is where do you put both of them if they're going to be at WrestleMania? You want, you know, you have two nights, so you want, you know, upper card matches, uh, from both genders, uh, on, on those shows. I don't know if it's going to be Becky and Ronda. I don't know if it means as much without either of them having a belt. Uh, I know that they could, I know Ronda could. Get a lot of heat. Some of it'll be legitimate, and some of it'll just be the booze that she normally gets. And Becky is a, is a giant baby face right now, so maybe they could sort of reinvigorate that thing. And then you leave, you know, one of the women. Here's what I don't want, and I'll answer this question by saying what I don't want. I do not want Charlotte and Nia Jax. That is what I don't <laughs> want for WrestleMania, I right? Dread- don't even speak that into existence. No, no, <laughs> that, that is not something that is that is high on, on my card. Okay, so uh, we have two more short segments here. Uh, and and this is what we're going to do uh, at the end of each show is to just kind of line up uh, what we think some of these matches are. When some of these matches actually do get inked and, and are actually put on paper, I'll have a, I'll have a graphic and we'll be able to show them. But since there's nothing really on, on paper yet, we'll just kind of speak them through. And here's what we sort of think is happening, or 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 where these things are going? So we've already talked about Bianca and Rhea. That sounds like it's pretty logical. It sounds like two women who are sort of uh, peaking uh, when it comes to you know where where they are, their their fame, their wrestling stuff. Um, on the women's side, Charlotte and whomever will still see that play out. Uh, Seth Rollins. In my opinion, he is the uh, single most valuable wrestler when it comes to, I need a good match, I need a good program, who do I want to put this person with? Well, put him with Seth, because Seth is awesome. Uh, I originally thought that uh, we might see Seth and Austin, but we haven't heard anything about Hmm. Austin Right, We haven't heard anything about Austin. Who knows if he's going to be on this show. I just thought they could follow a little bit of the same thing that they did with KO last year. But then they turned Seth babyface. He's still kind of a dick, but he's a babyface. And and it doesn't sound like that would be what they're going to do. In this match last night, who throws Seth out of the ring? None other than the owner of one of the most valuable Pokemon cards out there, (laughs) Logan... Paul and when they put when when they put that match in my mind I thought huh it's really smart to put a, a young green person like Logan Paul in with someone who is going to know how to carry him to a fantastic match just like Roman did mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the Saudi Arabia show do you guys sense that is where we are going is it Seth Rollins and Logan Paul is that
0: is that what we were shown last night yeah, I think so. I, I think that's that's the way to go. Um, and let me just throw this out there about Logan Paul: anyone who is able to get a four star match out of Mike The Miz these days, <laughs> okay, deserves all the love, all the flowers, and whatever no. match he wants. So that's your boy. Uh, that is, and listen, I'm a big Miz fan, but it is what it is, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's going to be a great match. And honestly, I'm Keelan and I on the wrap made some bold predictions, but we think he's got a shot at a five star match. Sounds crazy. But he's there with Seth Rollins in the mix. I mean, he got what four and a half with Roman. He got again. He got four out of the Miz. Yeah, Miz didn't get four <laughs> out of him. He got four out of the Miz. Okay, I think Rollins can yeah. get five out of uh, Logan Paul.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, you know, hope hopefully they'll have enough time to 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 really go out there. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, he's he's like he's has an interesting personality too because. At, if, in one end, I am amazed at his athleticism and how quickly he has adapted to the game. And then on the other hand, he's got like one of the most punchable faces <laughs> out there, right? Like he just looks like somebody at school. If you're in high school, you're just like, you see that guy right there? Giant dick, right? Like he just yeah. seems like that guy. Uh, but but uh, Scotty, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think that's the way to go. He has toxic heat. I, I figured that out during the rumble when people booed him out of the building after getting rid of seth and i was like well there you go there's your match um i didn't know logan paul was gonna get the sheamus gimmick of banger after banger but that seems <laughs> like where we're going which is great because he's phenomenal I, like there's no he's already to me like the best celebrity to step in a ring um i still don't know why he's famous I haven't figured that out yet i just know his brother's famous for boxing um but Man, he's so good. Seth Seth, and his, how over he is of the baby face. If you're not going to give Seth the title match with Cody that was rumored once upon a time, give him the other big heel that people hate, which is the celebrity who comes from the outside and puts on a show. Because, I mean, I thought Logan Paul and John Cena was an idea just because of the Hollywood aspect. But if you want Logan Paul to put on, like you said, like a near five star, depending how much time they get, this is the one to do. I mean, it, it it intrigues me. It's like that one match you look at on the show and like, well, at least I know that's going to be awesome, just yeah, in-ring right. wise. Um, And I I I think that's the way to go. It's And it gives Seth some shine, too. I mean, he gets a big match after his big year still.
1: You know, if I had an opportunity to ask Logan Paul one question, you know how they did the 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 fake, uh, the fake press conference last night. Uh, I guess it wasn't fake, but some of those questions left a lot to be desired from what I saw. If I had the opportunity to ask Logan Paul one question, it wouldn't be about his wrestling. It wouldn't be about <laughs> fighting Floyd Mayweather. Uh, it would be... Can you help me with these... YouTube algorithms, bro, you know, you're so good at YouTube. Can you help us get, get in, get in these, uh, get in the algorithm better? That's what I would ask him. Cause he's, I mean, that's, that's how he's famous, right? Is he figured out how to reach young people on YouTube uh, and, you know, back in the, back in the days. And, and that he's, he's, he's even more than YouTube famous now. He's one of the few who've sort of branched out of that YouTube fame to actually become semi-famous uh, regularly. All right. So uh, the other match that we think is is going to... By the way, if not Seth, it could be Ricochet, right? Because they they did the spot know, in, in the that. middle. Of the, so if something else comes up with Seth, then maybe they do the Ricochet thing. But uh, okay, uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he caused Bobby Lashley to lose the match to uh, Austin Theory uh, uh, on Raw last week. And then he comes out uh on smackdown and and he says he's gonna be in the Royal Rumble. He's in the Royal Rumble. He looks like he's he's about to lead the night in in tossing dudes out. And then he himself gets tossed out by Bobby Lashley. So are we gonna see Lashley and Lesnar again at WrestleMania or do you guys think that's an elimination chamber match and Brock has something different going on at WrestleMania.
0: Scott, go for it. I I do think it's gonna go into a mania because Brock's a guy that you don't have to have on TV. He can show yeah. up whenever he wants and can cause Lashley to lose a big match. Um, I I think they gave us the tease of Lesnar Gunther just so that's in people's minds to kind of gauge that because that was a nice tease. But I don't think they touched. I think Gunther threw one chop. But it was when the countdown was going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think we get the the because I'm sure they're I think they're one and one right now. So I think we get the rubber match at WrestleMania, some type of boss count anywhere no dq something like that what do you think scotty
2: i think the same i also just want to give credit to brock you know some people hate brock doesn't i don't get it um this guy goes in there for three minutes and puts <laughs> on an absolute show uh it was the mo- it was like the most entertaining part of that rumble up until like well gunther was too just the yeah. whole show but i was like he went in there he wrecked some guys that no one cares about so that's great and well Shots
1: fired, Santos. Escobar. <laughs> uh,
2: sorry, I'm just he took saying. a hell
0: of
1: an elimination. <laughs> he
2: did, he did, and then Bobby comes out, he puts Bobby over like perfectly, and then he beats up Baron Corbin. Like, how can I not love? Yeah, that, Brock was, that was He fantastic. did everything right. Um, and now, and he must see money with Bobby. That's why we're going for number three, and yeah. it should be great. We haven't had a clean finish yet, you yeah. know? Yeah, they've, they've done the Roman thing the first time. Um, which was Royal rumble last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And then he mm-hmm. went back in and then of course, like Bobby had him in the heart lock and Brock just rolled over to escape and pin him. So let's get a clean finish at Mania. It sounds perfect. Just two guys
1: going at it. Yeah. What should that stipulation be? That's interesting. That I, I didn't even think about how, okay, how do we get a clean finish uh, out of this? And maybe we do put some sort of stipulation in there. Uh, but that'll be interesting fight to see what they do yeah
0: exactly <laughs> right yeah, that will be cool it's not a bad idea not honestly not a bad idea at all i don't know how you
2: get that at wrestlemania because the fight pit's like a big huge thing yeah but yeah it'd be you awesome
1: gotta, <laughs> gotta figure out how to do that Um, no that that's good that's a good idea uh, okay uh here's another one here and this was my next one which is the question here is does austin theory versus john cena If it happens, is it just going to be a straight singles or is it for the U.S. championship? And if I'm assuming that one John Cena is here to uh, put Austin Theory over in a great performance, you could make it for the U.S. title. That's a title that John Cena has, uh, you know, he kind of made that thing famous a little bit for for WWE in his time. I um, mean you know maybe he busts out his old spinner version uh, uh and and uh and puts it out there to to just make us remember the old days. Uh but yeah, I mean I think I think if if it's Austin Theory and John Cena and Austin Theory is is still a champion,
0: uh he should that 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 title should definitely be on the line. What do you guys think? I mean I agree with you but I for me if Cena is going to go after a title at WrestleMania it's got to be the IC title, the one title that he's mm. never held. Mm. You know, I, I think there's a great story to be told there of seen it be like, you know, there's one thing I haven't done, and that's go after that IC title. So if he does go after Theory, I don't think the US title is involved. I think he causes Theory to lose it at some point to somebody on Raw. Um, but I, me personally, I would love for him to go after the IC title. I think there's a great story there to be told. Yeah, uh, I, I
2: don't think the title needs to be in there. I with with Cena, like Cena's the title in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. Like that's that's all you need. Um, but if Theory's champion, you could always do it, but I don't know, you could always put it on Seth and make Seth and Logan Paul a United States title Ooh. match if you wanted to. I feel like Seth just can come into the United States title picture whenever he wants. I think that's what I've noticed. And uh I don't know, the idea that Logan Paul was to win a title is just intriguing to me as well. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a mid card title, uh you don't if he was to win it and not be around all the time, you know, just play this heel. That's like, yeah, I'm here now. I'm not taking the work right title, uh, which it was for a lot of the past year. um, I think that would be intriguing too. So uh, I don't think Austin theory versus Cena needs it, but if it has it, it makes sense because that's a title connected to Cena.
1: All right. We talked about, it's probably going to be Cody Roman though. We can't put that uh, in, in in even pencil yet because there's still stuff going on. More than likely, that'll be the match. The Usos and and Owens and Sammy. that's kind of also like, eh, that's an idea, but I I don't want to put those on the board yet because lots of stuff uh, is still going to happen. So we will discuss these over the next several weeks until WrestleMania. So why don't we end with this uh, question? And I think I'm going to ask this question to everyone. Uh, who who does this show? Because we're going to bring on lots of people from the Fight Game Media Network. Well, I'll also look into bringing some people from from outside the network as well. But uh, I think it's a good opportunity to you know for a lot of us who don't really work together to to kind of work together. I think this is fun uh, bringing bringing the two Scots in here. Okay, the question, and this kind of shows your your age a little bit. What is your first favorite WrestleMania? moment, and
0: I'll let Scott go first. So it's one of my my favorite WrestleMania matches. Um, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, the opening match when they were both tag champions. I thought that because of my age and just not seeing a lot of wrestling at the time, I thought that was so intriguing that these tag champions were going to go off and square off, and it was going to be the first match of the show. Um, you know, they went over the history that they had, too. So for me, that was a, a really cool moment that always sticks out when i think about my, some of my first wrestlemania moments and here we are fast forward 18 years we're back <laughs> in la and now
1: oralevato dom mysterio <laughs> is gonna face off against his pops right like right. that's that that's kind of a, a a nice
0: little circle for you yeah no doubt and and you know i I, I, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith that this match, Dominic versus Ray will be anywhere near as good as Eddie Guerrero versus Ray Mysterio was. I hope so. I just don't have that confidence yet. You
1: know, I think Ray is going to do his best to make sure that this is good. He's going to pull out the extra strength icy hot for the knees right. and he's going to uh, Ray Ray's still a pretty genius wrestler. So I still think it'll be good. Uh, all right, Scotty, what about you? uh WrestleMania 23 <laughs> um
2: Jeff Hardy jumping through Edge in the Money in the Bank ladder match I just I I think I think that kicked off the show and I will never forget cuz like you know at the time I'm like oh my god it's Edge like alive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I was just in pure shock that that just happened cuz you know Edge leaves and uh, I think Mr Kennedy ended up winning which is like what a blast from the past think about that Yeah. um But it was either that or Stone Cold um, stunning Donald Trump and everyone else (laughs) in that match. I I always appreciate the Battle of of the Billionaires. And then uh, Undertaker was also. Undertaker and Cena were my guys before I even knew who they were. And them getting those wins was a big win for me. Taker
1: and Batista on that show, right? Yeah. That's right. And then uh, Cena and Shawn in the main event. Yeah. It was supposed to be Triple H again, but Triple H got hurt.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't it's the funny thing is I didn't start watching until uh No Way Out that year. I didn't even know what Triple H was. <laughs> I just I played SmackDown versus Raw to get into wrestling, SmackDown versus Raw 2007, and he was on the cover of it, but I was like yeah. I don't I didn't I didn't know these people were real until I accidentally turned it on one day and I was like, "Oh, these people were like a real thing. It was awesome." Uh but yeah, I didn't know Triple H was a person until like they start building
1: up his comeback. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." That's, All right, so a kidding me. I'm I'm a, I'm aging myself here because I can tell the both of you, I did not see the first WrestleMania live. I didn't get into wrestling until a little bit after that. I did see the second WrestleMania like on the weekend. I think WrestleMania two was like on a Monday night or something. It was something like that. <laughs> and so then I got the tape like the next weekend from my buddies recorded it. WrestleMania three was the first WrestleMania that I was really super jazzed for where I sort of knew like everything that was going on. Mm. And so I was very, very nervous about Hogan and Andre as a young, uh, how old would I have been a young 11 year old Hulkamaniac, 10 year old Hulkamaniac. So back in the day, if you had a cable box, you could turn to the pay-per-view channels and you could hear the audio you couldn't see the picture because they would do something what is called scrambling. So the picture would be like wavy and it's like, it's like you took drugs and you're trying to watch TV. <laughs> That's what it looked like. So I could hear the audio, but I couldn't really see the picture very well. So uh, I knew when Hogan and Andre were going to in the main event, all I did was I sat in front of this TV to listen to make sure that Hogan didn't lose. Now, my dad spoils it for me the day before. He's like, "Oh, by the way, I heard uh, somebody put like a uh, hundred thousand dollars on Hogan to win this match." And I was like, "How can you bet on wrestling?" And he's like, "They know who's gonna win. Why else would the guy put the money on Hogan unless he, <laughs> you know, he knew he knew. he's not losing that. He's not gonna put that much money to lose it." I was like, "Oh man!" I went, so now. I think back. I wonder who who told whoever that guy was who who put the put the money on Hogan. But I was still nervous. Listened to it to make sure that Hogan won, and I heard the the, the body slam. Um, and, and so, honest to God, the anticipation for this squiggly line match was uh w- was like big time for me and then when i watched his little anticlimactic because i'd already known who won and i watched it and then the match is not great right but I-, I will say the savage and steamboat match which i think a lot of wrestling fans even the hardcore wrestling fans back then kind of poo-pooed a little bit because like oh yeah it's the best wwf match but you know flair and-, and others and steamboat and others had done better matches than that i was like yeah but not on this giant stage on pay per view like that. That was pretty pretty fantastic. So that that's my like real first WrestleMania uh, moment. There was was WrestleMania three. I got to figure out a way how to ask this similar question, and I got to figure out like a I got to just have different stories for for these these old <laughs> WrestleMania moments that are just logged in my brain. But um, okay, I am going to give you guys the opportunity to shout out the things that you guys want to talk about. Your Twitter uh the shows that you host any anything you
0: got coming up uh go ahead scott uh well thank you man i appreciate it for having me on today uh, it was great to chop it up with you and the other scott the better the better scott the more knowledgeable scott <laughs> um, but you can find me on the Wrap with uh my better half kila cash uh, great captain. Uh, she does a great job steering the ship. She makes me look good every week. And you can find me on Twitter at knee 4 Marvel vs. DC. That's the number four. I'm either on there talking about why LeBron not getting no love from the referees. <laughs> <He> got, <laughs> you got, know, Scotty's wh- team did Lakers and Celtics the, the other night. Yeah. Uh. And you know what? Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a Celtics fan after the finals last year. So There's just all kinds of hate going on, man. Just, just all kinds of it. But yeah, okay, you know, okay, that's, that's uh, what I'm talking about on there.
1: One thing I've always wanted to ask you the your Twitter
0: handle, like w- Knee from, like where does that come from? So I had a podcast when I first got on Twitter called Take a Knee for Marvel versus DC. And it was me and my uncle when we were kind of tackling um you know nerd stuff from a black perspective he's a black mm-hmm. skater that's you know you don't see a lot of those and i'm a biracial guy you yeah. know so we both have different perspective on things so that's kind of where that handle came from was my first podcast was taking knee for marvel versus dc oh that's it that's very interesting uh okay so um there was one other
1: thing i was gonna ask you about it may come to me later but but scotty go for it uh
2: well one thank you for having me on i was happy to be on the first episode you know now i set the precedent here right yeah there you go (laughs) that that was the whole goal uh but thank you for having me on Uh, you can follow me at scott e wrestling on twitter i uh host the five-star joshi show like uh, Garrett said on both the free feed and the Patreon. Patreon's, you know, a little more in depth second half, usually, unless you know I forget and Garrett might get mad at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, otherwise, um, please, uh, also, you know, check out the uh five star network. That's something I'm working on, kind of trying to highlight the uh niche side of pro wrestling more than just you know WWE and AEW because I think a lot of people have that covered. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that's you know covered perfectly, uh, by you know the top dogs, so that's kind of where i'm working for i also you know right for fightful but yeah
1: No, i mean that, that's, that's not <laughs> it's not a small thing to talk no still, no are you are you doing video stuff for them too um well i did one thing i
2: okay. did uh i did the wrestle kingdom review okay um right after which was bold because i was exhausted oh um, my God. As, as someone on the east coast here yeah um but mostly i have like a japanese you.
1: coverage podcast yeah yeah
2: But that, i'm doing a little bit of everything
1: all right um well now i remember the thing i wanted to shout out scott about was he's on video now which is fantastic um he's got his <laughs> setup uh i know in in like uh internet what was an issue back then but that's that's been been cleared up he he was very clear we could hear him we could see him so uh, you know, can't wait to do more video stuff with you because uh, this is
0: awesome, man. Well, I, I think I'm just fortunate. Ray Mysterio didn't try and jack my feed like he does on the rap every <laughs> <laughs> so, week. and Yeah, boyakas yeah, me out.
2: every week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and la- last thing since uh, Brian uh, Coleman popped in late here. He said Randy Savage beating Ric Flair is uh, his WrestleMania moment. And uh, yeah, that was a fantastic one. I- I'm still bitter that we didn't get Hogan and flair for that WrestleMania though. Like it was like on the table. It was and like, I, I, you know, it's probably one of the first questions when, when I got to know Dave Meltzer really well, it's like, okay, how come they veered off of Hogan and flair is like, eh, they promised Sid the main event the year before. So they were never going to do it. It was just a way to get to what they were going to do. And I was like, Oh, why did they screw (laughs) me like that? That's the match that I wanted (laughs) to see. Um, all right. Thanks to both of you. Check them out. Uh, this was uh, the first episode. All of the episodes will be live streamed on YouTube, and they will be uh, on-, on demand for anybody who want to watch them. But the audio, we're going to put the audio on the Patreon, so all the audio will be on the Patreon. For this very first show, we're going to put it as a preview in the free feed. So if you like what you hear and you're listening to this in the free feed and you want to hear more, uh, you want to hear all the, the road to WrestleMania storylines. Maybe you don't have time to watch TV. Maybe you're listening to Keela and Scott break down the shows. Then you come to us, and we're sort of laying out the the roadmap to WrestleMania. Uh, but patreon.com front slash fight game media is how you find uh, all of the audio. And we have tons of audio on the Patreon. We have tons of audio on the free feed. So uh, we're covering... Tons and tons of stuff, and uh, we're just going to continue to roll out podcasts. So hopefully uh, you are uh, checking us out. And if not, give us a shot, because I think you'll be pretty happy. Like I tell everybody, if you only like one or two shows on the free feed, great. D- delete the other ones <laughs> like you you can, you know, download them, delete them. Oh, nope, I only like five star. I only like the rap. Listen to those. And you're like, ah. I, I could take or leave uh, Justin Nipper and Fumi Saito. Uh, that's our most popular show, by the way. That's why I used Uh but uh, but yeah, you know, you don't have to listen to everything' because I think people kind of get a little the, the they get a little intimidated because there's a show every every day essentially in the feed, but you don't have to listen to everything if you're a boxing guy or a UFC uh, fan, just listen to those shows and and you can delete the wrestling stuff. We just want we just want you to be connected to us, so all right. Thanks again to everybody for hanging out here and for checking us out, listening to us for the two Scots. I am double G. We will see you when we see you peace out.
0: Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts. Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.